Uh, thank you, James. And uh, great big happy birthday to James today. Yeah. Uh, like, like James, I am amazed that all of you are here. Clearly, we love being together. And, and it's not because we have a building and because we're warm. It's because of the Spirit of God inside of us. Amen? And He brings about the unity by His Spirit, drawing us in together uh, in Him. Uh, bless all you guys who are at home in uh, your living room as well, keeping warm, well played. Uh, but we're going to have a great time this morning. Uh, I, I just wanted to share a quick word with you this morning around the Word. Thanks, man. And uh, um, a couple of weeks ago, my family went through a difficult time together because there was a death in our family. Um, and it started back on August 20th, which was my daughter's birthday. Uh, my parents and my wife's parents showed up at our house with this amazing elaborate cage, this wooden housing structure, and two soft, fluffy little bunnies. Uh, since that time, my daughter every day has been taking them out and loving them, and all of the kids have been just petting them whenever they could have the opportunity. But uh, about a month ago, my wife, who has fallen most in love with these bunnies, noticed that one of the bunnies was uh, seemingly not doing so well. Uh, and she was so concerned about it that on the Sunday where Lee was supposed to preach out here, uh, but it rained and, and we were inside, she had to take this thing to the vet in Guelph uh, to get it looked at. And that's how, how much she loved these bunnies. Now, um, the vet had, had just noticed that it, you know, it wasn't looking good. And he said, you know, it could be parasites, but definitely it's got this thing, GI stasis, he called it, which essentially, in short, is where your digestive tract slows down or stops. Right, and the cause of it really is uh, because it wasn't getting enough fiber. It wasn't eating enough hay. It was eating more apples and carrots and things and less hay. Uh, so two weeks ago, um, one Sunday night, uh, we noticed that it was kind of looking like it wasn't doing well. And the Monday morning, my daughter got up, uh, and there it was, dead. And uh, it really, it really touched my heart to see my daughter grieve over this thing. Because I, I feel like I don't do sadness very well. But she, she just, she was like, my buddy. And it was this most beautiful thing of her, yeah, celebrating its life and letting it go. But that, that incident, it really taught me in a um, sad and a stark way about the importance of paying attention to what we eat. Uh, thanks, Jansen. I don't know that we oftentimes think about what it is that we're eating or we often pay attention to uh, what we're eating. But I know for me, a lot of times I get, you know, if food is there, I eat it, right? Especially when it comes to things like, like nuts or chocolate. I don't even have to think. If it's there, I just eat it, right? At times with, with the food that I'm eating, I'm eating food and I just, at some point I realize, what am I eating and why am I eating this? And you know, I don't actually even like eating this, but I'm eating it because it's there, right? Anyways, I just, I've come to be reminded of the fact that, you know, it's really important that we pay attention to what we're eating and that we recognize the fact that what we eat 
it has an effect on us. Uh, what we feed ourselves affects us. And this morning, I want to take just a moment to talk to you guys about feeding on God's Word. And so if you have your Bibles, can you turn with me to 1 Peter chapter 2? You can get up and dance a little bit if you need to. 1 Peter 2, verses 1 to 3, this is the Passion Translation. Here we go. It says, So abandon every form of evil, deceit, hypocrisy, feelings of jealousy and slander, and in the same way that nursing infants cry for milk, you must intensely crave this pure spiritual milk of God's Word. For this milk will cause you to grow into maturity, fully nourished and strong for life, especially now that you've had a taste of the goodness of the Lord Jehovah and have experienced His kindness. Peter says this, he says, Abandon, throw off, cast away every form of evil, deceit, hypocrisy, jealousy, and slander. And this is in light, he says, so this is in light of what he says in chapter 1, where he talks about the fact that we in Christ have been born again. That we are bought with the precious blood of Jesus Christ by the one who is holy and is blameless and is without blemish. And Peter says, in light of that fact, cast off every form of evil. My friends, it starts with recognizing it. And as we recognize it, we throw it off. He says, that's not who you are. And in this next sentence, he tells us exactly how we're to do it. He says this, in the same way, that nursing infants cry for milk, you must intensely crave the pure spiritual milk of God's Word. In other words, when we feed ourselves on the Word of God, what happens is we begin to lose our appetite for everything else. Psalm 119, verse 11, David says this, he says, I've stored up your Word in my heart that I might not sin against you. God's Word shapes our lives. It dictates how we live our lives. As we, as we ingest, as we eat, as we feed ourselves on the Word of God, it affects how I live my life and what I actually have the appetite for. And the more that we feed ourselves on the Word of God, Peter says, the more that we grow into maturity. For, fully nourished, he says, strong for life. I'm convinced that spiritual growth it doesn't happen within our lives apart from intentionally feeding ourselves on God's Word. We need to be intentional about the things that we're eating. He says, intensely crave the spiritual milk of God's Word. Let me ask you, how do we crave something? It starts, my friends, with a taste. It starts with a taste. And when I think about cravings, I think about, yeah, cheese. It's this Pakistani restaurant that my wife and I went to last week Sunday for a date. We randomly found this thing. It's in Milton. God bless Milton. Okay. James Snow Parkway in the 401 area. I had never had Pakistani food before. And to be honest, the wraps, uh, they were okay. But what made it for me was the French fries. Or, or more specifically, this, this garlic chipotle mayo that they put on the fries. Oh, Jesus, thank you. I, I had a taste, and now I have a craving. 
Let me say to all of you that are here today and going, you know what, if I'm honest and I look at my life, I'm really not craving the Word of God right now. I don't feel like I have much of an appetite. It's not about waiting for that craving to come back in order to get into God's Word. It's about tasting and seeing that He's good. And out of that place, as I get a taste, those cravings are only going to come back. They're only going to increase, right? And the more we feast on the Word of God, the more that we long for His Word within our life. Um, I was going to take this morning to take some time to unpack John chapter 6. Uh, but I don't think we want to do that this morning, so I'm going to be really brief. And I just want to talk to you guys about a few things around feeding on God's Word that I think are, are important principles and things that, that um, yeah, are, are beneficial for us. As I think about John 6, it's the story of Jesus feeding the 5,000, right? And it's like the perfect scripture to use on a Thanksgiving weekend because it just speaks to the power of Thanksgiving, it, it speaks to the importance of getting our focus off of any apparent lack and putting it on Jesus. And, and as we give thanks, we position ourselves to receive of the more that he has for us, right? Now, I've often focused on, you know, the passing out and the miracle itself, but I want to take a few minutes to look what happened after the fact, okay? Something that I never thought about before in the story of Jesus feeding the 5,000 is what happened to the bread after the miracle was finished, after the people were full. You know, Jesus tells his disciples, I want you to go and gather the leftovers and make sure that nothing is lost. Why? What, what happened to the leftovers? You know, I, I, I'd imagine part of it is, I mean, it just shows the magnitude of the miracle, right? You guys are full? Look at what's left over. Guys, we've got more than we actually started with here. But I never thought about what they actually did with that. I just assumed, okay, we've got 12 baskets full. Anybody that wants to take some, there's a doggy bag, just take it home, right? But Jesus actually tells his disciples to gather it up, that nothing might be lost. And maybe I'm reading into things here, but I think the disciples actually took it with them. I think each one of us, imagine this picture, each one of them walking away with a basket full of leftovers. And guys, this is one of the reasons why it's so important that we read the Word of God, because not only does it feed us, but I believe that one of the reasons why it's important for us to read the Word of God is so that we have food to pass out to others. Not only does it fill us, but we have leftovers. And what we feed ourselves on actually becomes food for somebody else, right? This is part of the whole thing of discipleship, right? It's not just about us reading the word for ourselves, but it's about us teaching others to obey everything that he has commanded, right? And it's not about head knowledge kind of thing. It's about us feeding ourselves and being transformed by the word of God and having leftovers that we can share with people everywhere that we go. This is why it's so important for us to pay attention to what it is that we're eating, because what we feed ourselves on will ultimately feed others. Now, I don't know about you, but for me, when I think about feeding myself uh, feeding myself on the Word, I think about reading my Bible, okay? I think about a daily Bible reading plan, which I'm on and I love. I'm doing one right now by Nikki Gumbel. It's the Bible in one year. It's amazing, okay? But I think about reading the Bible, 
But I, I've come to see that, that feeding ourselves on the Word of God is so much more than that. It's not just reading the Word and me going, okay, I've checked that off my list. I've done my Bible reading for today, right? It's more than that. It's, it's, it's our thinking. It's our meditating. It's our declaring. It's our applying the Word of God within our lives. That's what it means to feed ourselves on God's Word. Not just go through my Bible reading plan and go, okay, I'm done. I can go about my day. Case in point, a couple of months ago, I'm in my Nicky Gumbel Bible reading plan, and I come across this scripture, Proverbs 15.1. It's amazing. It says, a harsh word, no, a soft answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. And it hit me. It hit me. Manny's smiling because he, he knows this is a word that we've chewed on for a good while as a family. Because as I was reading my Bible, I realized we are a bunch of yellers. I don't know about you and your family, but we have a tendency to yell. And we're not always slow to anger. Sometimes we're quick to anger. And it hit me, and I said, man, I need to get a hold of this. And so I took this scripture, and I took some dry erase markers, and I started writing it on our mirrors. I started writing it on different glass places throughout the house because I'm like, we're going to get this as a family, right? From there, it was interesting because that week, I remember the kids were watching Right Now Media, and uh, they watched uh, Bible Man, and that scripture came up again, right? The same scripture came up. A soft answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. That same week, one of our kids opened up their VBS material for that week, and, and inside there was this card, this coloring card, with that verse printed on it. And I thought, guys, this is totally the Lord speaking to us. This is a word that he wants us to get, right? And so it's something that we've been chewing on ever since as a family. And when we find ourselves yelling at one another, we take a step back and we confess and declare that word, a soft answer, a soft answer, right? And I feel like that's what it means to feed ourselves on the word of God. It's not just the, okay, I'm done, I've read it. It's a, how can I get this on my feet? How can I apply this? How can I hold on to this? The word of God is seed. And sometimes I think we read it and we go, oh, okay, that's great, whatever, Right? But it's planted in that heart of faith, right, where we hold on to it. And through testing and perseverance, it bears much fruit within our lives. And I want to challenge you today to feed yourself on God's Word. To not just read it, but to look to apply it within your life. Lastly, I'll say this. I think towards the end of John chapter 6, after Jesus preaches the sermon... This hard, this hard sermon that the, that the crowd isn't getting. He says, you got to feed on me. you got to eat my flesh, and you got to drink my blood. And they're like, what is this? Is this cannibalism? We're out of here. And Jesus turns to his disciples, and he goes, guys, do you want to leave too? And Peter says this to him. He says, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. And we believed and we've come to know that you are the Holy One of God. In other words, Peter's saying, like, it's, it's not even just about the words. It's about you, Jesus. It's about you. And I think this is, this is important when we talk about feeding ourselves on the Word of God. Because discipline and intentionality is absolutely important for us. Right? But at the end of the day, we cannot separate that from the person of Jesus Christ. He is the living Word. 
right? And Peter, Peter says, you, I, what do you mean? I can't separate the word from the person. It's you, Jesus. Ultimately, it's you. And the word that we read is meant to bring us into a living, life-changing encounter with Jesus Christ. Are you with me? And so don't, get, don't celebrate the discipline. The discipline is only as good as it brings us to him. And it's a relationship with Jesus Christ that transforms our lives. My friends, this morning, I just want to—I want to say to all of you that are watching online, or any of you that are here in person, relationship with Jesus Christ has changed our lives. It is the key. It is the foundation. You look at John chapter six; these people are coming back, and Jesus says, "I know why you're here." You've tasted that bread and you want more. But actually, that's the point to me. I am the bread of life. I am the bread that's come down from heaven. And if you're here today and you don't know Jesus or you don't know if you're going to heaven, it's as simple as this. Believing his word that he said that the Bible says that if we if we confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord, and simply believe in our heart that God raised him from the dead, we will be saved. We'll be saved. It's believing in his word. And if you don't know Jesus, and you don't know if you're saved, it comes down to that. Believing that Jesus is the Son of God. Believing that he died for you. Believing that he took your sin on the cross, on himself. That he took your punishment. That he rose again from the dead. And if you believe in Jesus Christ and you confess him as your Lord, you can be assured that you're going to heaven. My friends, this morning I'll close with this. This is not an appeal for you to just do more. I'm not, I'm not here to go, come on, guys, watch what you're eating already. You know, let's get rid of the bad stuff and let's feed ourselves on the Word of God. Come on, read the Word more. That's not what this is. This is an invitation to be satisfied by Jesus. And as I prayed for us, one of the things that I, that I, I really saw is, is you know, I, I saw this picture of, of mighty warriors, of not people in the wilderness who are going, oh, man, if we could just get through this season, but mighty warriors Giant slayers, people who know who they are and who are skilled in battle. The more that we know who we are and whose we are, the more that we will feed ourselves accordingly. We'll pay attention to what it is that we're eating. And my friends, I pray that every single one of us would live out of a place of being satisfied by the living word. Can we take a moment to pray together? And I just want to want to take a moment to just stop and to just just ask the Lord. Lord, is there anything that I'm feeding on right now that's not good for me? Is there anything in this season that I've been eating that is actually doing me more harm than good? Let's ask him. All right? And if he gives us anything, Let's lay it down because he is our Lord. Amen? All right, let's pray. Father God, we come before you this morning. And the reason we come before you is because of what Jesus Christ has done on our behalf. Jesus, you have made a way. You have made a way. You have removed every barrier, 
every hindrance, the sin that separated us, our guilt, our shame, the debt that we owed is gone. You paid it in full. And this morning we're here to give you thanks. Jesus, as our Lord and as the living word, the bread of heaven, we ask you right now, Lord, is there anything within our lives that we're, that we're feeding on that is actually doing us harm and not good? Lord, I ask you would, you, would you show us right now if there's anything that we've been holding on to that you're calling us to surrender? That's keeping us from living in the, in the holy, blameless, and perfect life that you've given us, God. Would you give us the courage to lay those things down this morning? Lord, I also ask that you would show each one of us how we can feast on you, Jesus, this week. How do you want us to spend time with you? What does it look like for us to feed on you as the living word? Lord, I pray that we would be a people who are strong, who are mature, who are skilled, who are powerful because we know you. And your word, we've hidden your word in our heart. Jesus, may we be satisfied by you to the point where we have leftovers. In your holy name we pray. Amen. Amen. Hey, thanks, Greg, for this wonderful message. And uh, I mean, we are at the end of the service, so have a wonderful week. Have a happy Thanksgiving weekend, and, um, and, and God bless you all.